My name is Robert. Hello? Robert? Hello. Yes, how are you doing? I, what, how are you doing? I am truly blessed and favored. That's what Thank I'm talking you. about. I appreciate that 110%. Do you like Jello? <laughs> <laughs> I understand what Jello's made of now, so I haven't had nothing in a long time. Oh, okay. So you decided to get I, I found out now. what it made. I found out from someone what it was made from, so I haven't had any Jello in a while. <laughs> I mean, still tell me I won't never don't. It doesn't mean I won't try it again. Yeah, because I do, I did like it so much. Mm-hmm. Now I know what it's made from. I don't. I'm not that. Anxious to have it again. What part of California, if you had an opportunity and a choice that you? Well, the best part of California, well, the, San Francisco. Mm, really? Really? Yeah. yeah. And why is, why is that, may I ask? Because I was in San Francisco for a while, and I, and I just like the way the houses are there, and I like and I just like the community. Mm. And I like and I like the idea that people in California look at San Francisco as a an an, an elite up an, an elite place to live. Okay. Hey, folks, I'm sorry. The current situation of where you stand is in Michigan, correct? Oh yeah, I stay in Michigan. How's the weather is today? It was about 50 degrees, I don't know, 45, something like that, but it wasn't that cold. It had snowed a few days ago for a couple of days, and it was kind of like in the 20s and 19s and in the teens, but it looked like it's okay. It was okay earlier today. Now it's kind of like 8 o'clock at night, so it's kind of chilly out there. Isn't that something? You see, 45, 50 degrees as it isn't that cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in California. 45, 50 degrees. We got to. We can't realize when you're used to this cold weather, 45 or 50 is pretty hot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not where I'm at. 45, 50 degrees. We need to call somebody. (laughs) Oh, man. And teens around here during the winter time. So when it's in the teens, it's cold, really cold. And sometimes it has even gone below zero or two zero. Mm, mm, mm. My goodness, my goodness. Uh, drive-ins or walk-in movie theaters? What is you? What say ye? Oh, I like drive-ins. Okay, okay. The last drive-in you've seen, the last drive-in movie you've seen, Oh, I couldn't tell you the name of the movie, but the last drive in I was at was in a place called Dearborn. It was on uh, Ford and Ford Road in Michigan. It's something I can't remember the name of the street, but it's off of Ford Road and Dearborn somewhere in Michigan. Okay. What movie would you like to see in the near future? Batman. I understand it's one coming out now on March the 4th, I think. Okay. Okay. And what else? I really don't know because I don't. I'm not into movies like I used to be as a younger person. 
So just whatever tickles my fancy or so, I will think about trying to get to that movie theater. Junior, you know what? I, 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 I kind of, if you don't mind, I kind of want to talk about uh, a very bad period in my life. Is it, is it okay? Yeah, no, I don't mind at all. But let me ask you this quick question first, because I know that could probably take a few minutes. So let me ask you this quick question first: Carl's Junior slash Hardy's or White Castle? White Castle. I got you. <laughs> you ain't no good. You ain't no good. Go so, so period, man. Go and <laughs> did that because you knew that was a boom, boom. You know, <laughs> I shut, I shut this thing down real quick. You don't like it. You don't like it. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, my trifling brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that was a time okay. I was really trifling. And that's yeah, not no. to make it's not to make light of the conversation, but there yeah. was a time that you know, I did so many things in my life. I tried powder cocaine, crack cocaine, and cocaine before it became crack. And yeah. I also tried weed, alcohol. I never tried any pills or any you other You said cocaine before it became crack. Right. It was free, it was called freebasing. That's oh, when you got more BC. Yeah, that's when that's when that's when you have more <laughs> yeah, before Christ. Before Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Before, yeah, you played it. <laughs> Go ahead, my man. Speak on. You know what was, what was interesting about it? I learned all about that when I came back while I was in Vietnam. Yeah. And one of the most interesting situations that happened to me because I was in Vietnam and was searching for the dope fields in Vietnam, the cocaine fields, which is on the north side of Vietnam, and that's what the war was about. And the United States wanted a piece of the pie, and the Vietnamese didn't want to give it to them. So the United States went over to try to destroy the, their coke fields, their coca hmm. fields. Lord. And, Lord. Uh, and they claimed it under the auspices of de democracy for the south side of Vietnam, but they went, the United States went into a league or a, a, um, a treatise with South Vietnam, that, so South Vietnam could not be taken over by North Vietnam. But that's not the way they stay because it still gets got Vietnam. The whole world. So it was interesting. And so because I was a veteran, uh, I was in the military, I was in a free ride on any military plane or a commercial flight that went to Vietnam, and I would always bring back duffel bags full of cocaine and weed. Mm. That's how I got in. That's how I got involved. Now a lot of people didn't know that because my my I was taught by certain individuals in the government how to how to, because I was black how to make how to look how to look around certain people look like I was a beggar look like I was a dope fiend. They showed me how the ways to 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 show my personality, and I did. And nobody ever thought that I was that I was a dealer, and I used to sell to the big. Uh, I used to sell, sell to certain uh, entities in Detroit, and they would buy most of their drugs from me. But what happened, but what I really want to talk about is how I got sucked into doing the drugs myself. After a period of time, I thought I could just get away with it. So one day I met one of my cousins at one of my places, one of my houses, and they invited me into the house. And I didn't okay, before you, before you start that, 
in this story, you almost sounded like you sell it, you sold dope on the streets of Vietnam. No, I just no, I just got the dope from Vietnam. So then, how did you get to where you was going to? Well, see, because I was on a military plane, it was illegal. Our luggage was never checked. And then when, because our military also, even when, when the commercial flights went to Vietnam, it was still illegal to check any military person's luggage. So then let me ask you this. I remember one time in the conversation, you said you had a Vietnamese kid. Is that true or not? I, you know what? I'm going to say, I don't really know, but I met a young lady that said that the child was mine when she was seen her at the airport. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, because I was there, she knew, she knew my name, she knew where I was at in Vietnam, and uh, she said, this is your son. And did you and, see him? Yeah, he was, she, he was with her. He was, he was, how he was did, did he look like you? He, he, he looked, let me put it like this, yeah. I don't know if he looked like him, but he looked like he was dark. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like any black Wait, man. <laughs> I don't know. You ain't I no good. Claim, I, ain't, I was ain't not claim. Claim. <laughs> ain't no He look like any black man. <laughs> <laughs> it was obvious she didn't come to find me. She just wanted you ain't, to get, you, you ain't right. She you just ain't. used me to get into it. She just used oh, me to get into the United States because she had a son or a child by a military person. <laughs> he was just dark. <laughs> you ain't no good. You ain't no good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. He didn't say daddy. He didn't say daddy. Yeah, yeah. an African American, faithful. You know, he, he was like he was light skinned, but he looked. He, me. <laughs> <Yeah, Kenny. laughs> That's all. I didn't say that right. <laughs> and you laughing, ain't making it no easier. And, and you ain't putting it no easier. The way you explained it, you're just some dark, like skinned child. You know, and she knew my name. <laughs> I mean, what the heck? What do you mean? <laughs> Hey, I was thinking, but not clean. I was thinking about not playing with it. Oh That's what I was thinking. Oh, I don't help know if he's mine. Why? Why do you no, don't think he's yours? Because I didn't remember her. Did you? Re- <laughs> let me ask you a question. Did you recognize she the re- woman? Did you recognize the I, woman? She did look for me. And she knew who I was. That scared me right off the bat. She, she remembered me. She did look familiar and scared me. It scared me. Because <laughs> there was a time they used to speak Vietnamese. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Say something in Vietnamese. I, I then we'll call you out of the car. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, man. You can't even say by me. That's like sandwich or something. <laughs> you off the hook, man. You off the hook. Okay, g- g- lead it, because I don't even know what to ask you anymore. Lead it. <laughs> I don't. I really, I really. What do I say, Mo? No, I became a drug addict. Oh Lord. Okay. First off, first I sold the drugs. 
and then and I'm trying to hide my persona or look like somebody else, and then trying to look not be that person. I was taught by the, the I was taught by certain individuals how to how to look like I was a drug addict, and I did and I did everything they said, and most people know me as person as a drug addict. There was a time I got caught up because I went to visit one of my, went to check on one of my houses, and the person that was in there was my cousin called my name and I went inside and then she tricked Hold me. Up. Smoke. Hold up, one of your houses. So you own property or, or you? What are you talking about? Or just something that you think you ran? Yeah, something a house that I ran for dope. Okay. Continue, please. Say again. Oh, yeah. Continue. So I went inside Proceed. the house. Mm-hmm. I went inside the house and then she tried to try this. I said, I don't know how to do that. She said, but just do it. I'm gonna do everything I tell you to do. And she and she killed and she coached me, but I would never do exactly what she said. So she said, I'm gonna take you in the room by will it be just me and you, no one else. And you can take your time and do it the way that I show you. And man, that's when I got hooked. You hit that thing and it it felt good, huh? It felt weird, not good, but it was weird. And I just but it was that... weird enough for you to go back, right? Because I was already because I, I was just I was I was the I was the, I was the distributor, so I had as much as I wanted, and it got to the yeah. point she figured that out, and she got as much as she wanted. It was just between her and I. Mm. And that's so how I got, a... and that's how I got involved. That's how I got myself. Messed up in it, and they're doing that. And, Do I, you? and I tried to, and I tried to get out of it. So what I did was, after so many years, I got married, started my business, and I've been through so much. But in the interim of my business, I also used to sell cocaine on the side. Now people didn't know that either. That's why I made a lot of money in my business. I'm sure I did, but that was a, mm-hmm. a, a that was a cover up for what I was actually doing. What? What do you say? I had, to, I, had to, I had to have a way to laundry my money. What do you say that it cost you? It cost me my it cost me my life, my family, and my children. It cost me trust. It cost me faith. It cost me a great deal, and I would never suggest that for anybody. If they have any faith in the Lord, or they want to have a family, or have a family agree with them, then that's okay. But if you have, if you want to be a, a straight up individual, it will cost you everything that you have. So, not to be rude, but the drug had you more intrigued than having your own family. The drug captured me. I, I had me. I had, the drug enslaved me. Because I had, to pretend, I, I had to pretend that I wasn't using and I was using. And there were times my family, certain people in my family saw me, even though they thought I was using during that same time and they saw me, I had lost a lot of weight, but I wasn't using. But they didn't know that. They just, tell me, tell there, me about there, there were times that my son saw me doing things, but I was not doing exactly what he thought I was doing. But then there were times I know that I was doing certain things that he saw me doing. Like I was snorting so, cocaine. I know he saw me doing that, but I was selling cocaine one time in the house. And he saw me going to bedroom, going to room with a woman. I was, she just wanted to make sure that everything's okay before she bought some more. And also, you know, I took, I took care of business. So tell me, what 
you tell me right now, like, what made you think to stop? Because I'm assuming you are, or unless you're still doing dope, I don't know. No, what, what, what made me consciously to stop was because I wanted to pursue a life with God, with Christ. Mm. And I wanted, I wanted to retain my name. I wanted to make sure my family was okay. I wanted to have a good conversation with my son and my daughter. And you know, I had to change over time, and I did. I, I, lived, I lived through this in my younger years, between my uh, late, middle, mid-20s. That's when I was selling up to, to my late, early 30s. And then from my 30s, mid-30s on to my 50s, I, I was smoking. So for 20-some years, I was, I, was, I was just smoking. So you wasn't really there for your child? No. And that bothered me. You know, a lot of people thought I didn't think it like that, but I did. And I was embarrassed by the person that I became. What made you really, what was the nail of the head? Because you have many people from before, I'm sure, that told you different things. What was the nail on the head that made you start really getting conscious? I mean, what was the brain pointer that made you really get conscious about what you was doing with your life? Well, I, I guess it happens after I, when I had this car accident. After I had the car okay. accident, I had an experience with the Lord. What happened in the car accident? Before the car accident happened, I went, believe this and not, I hate to say this on Oh yeah, but I'm gonna say it. I did something illegal. It's illegal, mm-hmm. but it was legal. It's hard to explain. But I went to a place to rob it, and I did. Mm-hmm. A place to sell, sell things, you know, sell the stuff. And I went there to rob it, and I did. And then as we were getting away, we ran a we ran a, a stop sign. And then Carter ran, there was a car that, there was the guys were stopping me because I had run around the dope house. And ran a stop sign and then the car hit us by running the, the street light. Now this is what I'm told because I don't, I don't remember any of that because I was knocked out. That's how I ended up with my head injury. And I died. So what happened? What, what supposedly happened? Then we ran. We ran a stop sign, and the car that hit us ran a stop light. That's only we. It was a total accident. I got knocked out of the car that I was in, and then um, people started coming around and stopping, the, calling the ambulance and, and pick me up. Now I was, I was basically I had a brain and head injury. That's why I didn't have no. I had no understanding of where I was. I could not talk. Could not walk. I couldn't hold my bowels or my urine or nothing. When I finally came to the place where I had to go to a treatment or a hospital, I didn't know anything about what happened. I couldn't remember nothing. And all the time I was going through my therapy, the only thing I knew about was God. So I started studying the word of God. I started praying. I started talking to him. He started talking to me. The Lord was talking to me, and I was talking to the Lord. I had a better life. And then they said, this is what told the people were told, my family was told that I'll never walk again, that I'll be like the way that I am for the rest of my life. And I'll never be able to talk or understand people. I went to college, I went to, <laughs> I went to about four different colleges, 
for law pre-law and for to to find out about my condition. So I, I was considered a uh, uh, incompetent individual. So I had to get my competency. I had to get my competency back. So I had to go to school to do that. No one had to learn how my way. On, I had to learn my way on the bus and take the right bus route to get to the places I need to get to different schools. Some was near and some were near me and some were farther out and to find a way to get there. And God showed me how to do all of that. So that's when I began to change my life. Now, don't get me wrong. I did change my life during that period of time because I would go for walks and I would talk to the Lord and the Lord would talk to me. And then as I was in school, the Lord would talk to me about my education. So I would listen to the Lord and what to do. Because people say I couldn't learn or anything. I couldn't do nothing. But the Lord showed them that they were wrong. My own family thought that I'll never get better. And there are people in my family that took money from me. So these are the things that the Lord wanted me to know and wanted me to remember, and I did. And I got better, but only because of the Lord, not because of me or anything that I did. I think the only thing that I did was just believe what the Lord said and did what he said to do. Now, my life is at a point now, after I've been over 20 years now, so I'm still much better and I still have problems, but I don't have them like I used to have them. I understand a lot more than most people think that I do, and I say a lot less than I should. And I should speak in my mind in time. It's hard to say what I want to say because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm, I'm not a hard, I'm not a hard person because I know how it is. I know what it is to be, to be sympathetic. And so I just, I will listen to a person. I will listen to a person, but somehow Lord will always let me know when a person is lying or telling or talking about me or talking to me the wrong way. So I understand these things now, which I didn't understand because I was too selfish in my own, in my own living. I was very self. I was a very selfish individual. I never thought that I was, but I was. Because <clears throat> when I made money, I helped my family out. Instead of helping my, my biological family, I should have my son and my daughter more than I did, and I didn't. And I don't know why. I have no answer to why I didn't. I just know that I didn't. And that was the wrong place for me to be at that time, not to help them. I should have been able to help them out from what they were going through. But I didn't think about it. And that's, that's, that's part of my life that I had to pay for. But I have a good relationship with both my son and my daughter now. So God is good. It's only because of God that things have changed because it wasn't nothing that I have done. Let's be real. You were just mad at the mamas. <laughs> you were just mad at the mamas. You were like, screw you. <laughs> it's all good, man. Let me ask you a question. Yes. What was your favorite television show? Quit, put down a drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't what, what was your favorite television show, man, growing up? I know what? I don't remember. I know I had one. I had to have one, but I don't remember. And I mean that for real, because I... I'm trying to reach in my mind now to see if I can remember a show that I like. Just uh, name a show that you like. Just name a show that you really. There, there are no shows that I really enjoy today because they're all the same. Look at name me. a show that you did enjoy. Oh, uh, Mash. Oh my God. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, show yeah. that always put me to sleep. Yeah. I mean, that's the show. You know what's so crazy? You know what's so crazy? 
one day I was uh, recording like old school television themes. I know, weird, right? I was like recording old school television themes. And one of the old school television themes that I was recording was the theme music to MASH. And wow. my wife, my wife, she was like, that's my mother, my great, my grandmother's like favorite show. She would love this. So I actually made it like a CD for her, sent it to her grandmother. But she was like, that's my grandmother's like favorite show. She loved that. And I was like, really? I was like, this tune always like put me to sleep. It made me feel at ease and put me to sleep. So for you to say mash just blows my freaking mind. It lets me know that God knows what he's doing and he knows everything. Some things are Christ-like and some things are just un-Christ-like. And when God's got your back, he's got your back. So I'm thankful because it was never really a show that I love, but I really enjoyed the theme. And times when I was waiting up for my mother to come home, MASH would come on and I wouldn't even see one minute of the show. I will fall asleep during the beginning opening. And that's how it was. Welcome to the Sean Bay's Never Tired Podcast.